it's funny. He, we were talking about the pod on our second date and he asked what the next episode was about. And to your point, the next episode that was airing was the grab bag with Sean. But in my head, the next episode was this one. And I didn't even think about the one with Sean. And I just, just didn't even have time to like fucking lie or something. And so I had to tell him that it was about dating multiple people. Yeah, this is wild to me. Literally, when you told me that, I was like, congratulations, you're a bad liar. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, how are you doing? This is a big no-bones week, Allie. Oh, no. It, it was more than a... <laughs> more than a no bones day it's been a no bones week it started on monday i like threw my neck out at the gym and i texted a friend i am literally miranda because i was laying on the floor that was the only position i was comfortable and so i was sitting in my desk chair for like 30 minutes and then and then having to lay back down i was so uncomfortable and then Starting on Tuesday, I was like, oh, I have like a little bit of a scratchy throat. Gets worse from there with a reaching a fever of 101 on Wednesday. So that was great. Oh, God. And yeah. And so like it, it, it was like, yeah, injury, sick. And because then like in bed, I couldn't get comfortable because of my freaking neck. It was like I just <laughs> wanted to fucking die. Anyway. And so this also means that like. I really have no updates. I have been a complete freaking shut-in. Um, I watched some rom-coms. I watched Big Mouth, if anybody likes that show. Highly recommend. I made soup. I did not see the classmate because we are going to New York next week. And I was like, if you get sick and then are sick next week, that is n- no good. And so I didn't want to get him sick. He has, a dead- he has a work deadline that he like really wants to finish before New York so we can have fun in New York. So it's just a freaking mess i literally called him in like deep tears he was like oh you need a break like you are so he was like you are sick you are so tired like just lay down (laughs) i was like so fucking unwell anyway i'm sorry it's fine so i've talked a little bit on the pod about how i've been trying to extend my damp january into into future months And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. I feel like you've had a much better week. Um, tell everybody about the rower. I have had a good week. Um, I So since we, we last recorded, like right before I left for my first date with the rower, 
Yes. And we had an amazing first date. Most people will have probably seen my recaps about it already. Um, it was so good. We went to uh, the same board game bar that I went to one time with the three-peat um, and just had the best time. We shut the bar down and then some. We were there an hour past closing time. They had to ask us to leave. We did not know that it had closed. Such a good vibe. I love that. Yeah. And they like, we actually talked about it on our second date about how like they must have been just very tickled about us to have let us stay there that long because they were like, you guys seemed like you were having so much fun. They actually asked if we were celebrating something. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So apparently we did not give off first date vibes. No, definitely not. Um... And so that was oh, super, super speaking, fun. Speaking of what? celebrating something, what are your plans on Friday? Next, like the Friday that you're here? Yeah, like upcoming. I don't have any currently. I'm playing volleyball the next morning. Um. Well, potentially, like if it works out, potentially meet us out because I will have found out if I passed the bar on Friday. Fuck yeah. Yes. So I will be getting blackout regardless of the outcome. <laughs> Please come so join me. Obviously, you're obviously going to pass. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's anyway. so exciting. Yes. Okay. So yes, potentially we, we potentially we will be celebrating something. But you and the roar were not just having a great first date. Go on. Sorry. Yes. Um, but amazing. Yes. Let's do that. Um, I cannot get blackout because I have to drive to Jersey at like seven a.m. Um, so anywho, um, I where was it? Oh, right. So we had this great date. We said we wanted to see each other again. He then texted me by the, basically, I think it was around the time I was getting home. I already had a text from him that said like, just want you to know that it was, you know, I wasn't just saying that because it would have been awkward in person. I really would love to see you again. Love it. Yes. And then we texted back and forth a little bit about how we were both going to be hurting the next day because it was 1 a.m. on a Sunday night. And then- and then I, I had said something about, we were talking about how like, but it was like worth it. Like it was like a cute little exchange about how like we were going to be hurting the next day, but it, you know, it was going to be probably going to be worth it. And I woke up, I slept in a little bit. I woke up to a text from him that said, yep, still worth it. Oh, that's so cute. I didn't know about that. Yeah. It was really that's cute. That's really precious. About that. Yeah. It was adorable. Um, and so then we were texting a bunch like that day and into Tuesday. And then I was kind of trying to – I realized I'm going home very soon or my mom is coming rather very soon. And then after her visit, we're going back home to San Diego for a month. So I was kind of like looking out into the next you know, two and a half weeks of my life trying to get things together. And I realized that I only had one available night in the next like 10 days following our first date. Mm-hmm. And so after a little bit of deliberation, I decided to just tell him like, hey, the next week is nuts for me, but I, and I really want to make our second date happen that we've already talked about. Like we'd already talked about going on it. Are you for Thursday? Love it. And he wrote back, he was great. And he like planned a whole date. So we went out first date on Sunday. And then on Thursday, we went on our second date and we did, uh, we played arcade games at this bar called Barcade which is in his neighborhood. So we went like closer to my place last time, went to his neighborhood this time. We played arcade games and we walked his dog. So I got to meet his dog. What kind of dog is it? Very fun. It's a mini Labradoodle. Okay. Those are, I mean, my, um, 
my friends are Anne and Ian, who I've talked about in this podcast, are a fan of uh, the poodle mixes, and yeah. I like them. They're smart. They don't shed. I- I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, she's very cute, and she's a rescue, which is important to me. Usually, when you get a doodle mix, they are not rescues. They are very mm-hmm. much not rescues, but um, she is, so I I liked that. Um, and so we took her for a walk, and then we went and got dinner, and then had a nightcap at this like dive bar in Williamsburg. That it sounds was so fun. It was really fun. Again, we That's like a long date too. It was a long date. Yeah, we met up at like seven forty-five, and. I think we were at the dive bar until like close to 1am. So yeah, another long date. Um, Super fun. I really, really like him. And I like, I've posted a couple of videos about this, like my, and I think it ties very well into what we're going to talk about in this episode with like dating multiple people and kind of just early dating in general. But my, my anxious attachment is, is definitely activated, not because of anything he's doing. Um, as I've mentioned, he has reiterated that he's had a great time with me. Like he texted me the next day again, after our second date, like we've been talking every day. It's now Sunday. We went out on Thursday night. Um, nothing that he's doing is, is wrong in any way. It's my own shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I'll, I'll wait to talk about one part of our conversation until a little bit later, because it's about dating multiple people and early dating and whatnot. But I think I just, I've been thinking about like, what is it about this situation that is making me feel anxious? Mm -hmm. And I was saying to you the other day that like, I haven't liked someone this much since the oyster. Yeah. And obviously that didn't end up going well as a relationship, but like in terms of how I feel about somebody early on, it doesn't feel the same as the oyster. Like the, that, that was like a very overwhelming feeling of like, it, sure. like a love bombing situation. We've talked about that before, but just in terms of like, I really have a good feeling about this guy and how I feel about him. <laughs> Sorry, my, one of my friends, I'm like, keep looking over. Cause I keep getting buzzed. Cause one of my friends just got a boyfriend and she's like texting the group about it and everybody's freaking out. Aww, it's very cute. cute. Her first texts were, PSA, I have a boyfriend. What do I do with it? Love. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway. Um, so but I think what it is, and I've like I've talked to my therapist a lot about this in the past in terms of like what things activate my anxiety in dating. And the biggest thing for me is lack of control, lack of like outcome control. Mm. I mean, and- that's just being in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, right. But like what specifically what activates my anxious attachment is knowing that I have do not have control over the outcome. That's always true. But that I would be very upset if the outcome were bad. Yeah. Like that is specifically what activates it for me. So like I think one of the reasons why – like I, as I look between like this scenario and the free feet. Both of them are giving, have given me or did give me whatever, a lot of reassurance. Neither of them have left me guessing in terms of how they feel about me or whether they want to see me again or like how things are going. The Mm -hmm. communication is actually like incredibly similar. The difference, absolutely. The difference is that I knew that the three Pete liked me a lot more than I liked him. Mm. That is a lot safer. Yes, that is so much safer. And it's not the dynamic I want, as we've talked about with like you and the student. Like, right. 
that's not the that's not the dynamic I want. That's not the goal. No. But like, it does feel safer to know that like you're a little bit more in control of the situation because if it were to end, you'd be fine. Yeah. And the reality and, is, you'll be fine if this ends too. By the way, absolutely, absolutely. But like, it's there's just that is that is the reason that it's a little bit more activated is because I think this is the first person that I've dated since the oyster where I'm like, oh, I really want this to go somewhere. Like, I really hope it does. Yeah. And want I really want this to go somewhere is probably not the right way to phrase it because I want every first date that I go on to go somewhere. Like, I wouldn't go on a first date if I didn't want it to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time in, like, a year and a half at this point that I've thought, like, I really hope it does with this particular person. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, that's really – yeah, I get it. You know, and I'm like particularly activated about it right now because I texted him a couple hours ago and haven't mm. heard back yet, which is fine. Like it's fine. Yeah, it is fine. Um, it is, I know. But like it's just one of those things. Yeah. I think that – I mean, A, like I said, you will be fine no matter what, obviously. Yes. B, something my dad has always said is that both – both partners should feel like they're reaching in a relationship mm-hmm. that both feels like the other has this kind of thing that you're not or both sides should feel lucky to be with the other. Yeah. And so I think that even though this is harder and scarier, it's obviously what you want. And so I think it's absolutely worth pushing through, figuring out ways to manage. And obviously you are. I'm not like pep talking to you into anything you wouldn't be doing. But yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, for me, I I had that happen with um, – there was a – we'll call him the Badger because he went to Wisconsin-Madison. <laughs> I have I haven't talked about him. But um, I like really liked him. And to this day – like feel like there are things he and I have in common that I haven't had in common with somebody else where mm-hmm. when like he and I like made each other like funnier, wittier, quicker, smarter, like our banter was so good. And even though like I laugh all the time with the classmate, like I have a great time with him, but like it's, it's different. Um, yeah. But which is fine. And so this guy, this guy, the Badger and I had like a couple like false starts actually. And then the timing sort of lined up finally and we tried to date again. And I like really liked him. And I was the first person he had dated after a breakup at that point. And we went on a few weeks of dates and he was like, you know what? Like feeling things for you is making me realize that I like haven't resolved a lot of feelings for my ex. And... I like can't do this. One second, Allie. I'm about to talk about how I like wept for days and like congrats, you got a fucking text. <laughs> I hate you. Sorry. My God. For the, for the listeners, as Brooke was talking, I just held my phone screen up to the camera. I'm, I'm 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 glad that this can soothe your attachment. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. I'm sorry. I keep going. I feel like you. I feel like now the coping strategy is like work. We gotta record. Hop on. Hop on. We gotta go. We gotta go. We're recording a Patreon episode right now. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So when he like he sent me this text, being like, like we had had this. What I we we had had a great date, and then like 
36 hours later, he texted me and was like, I'm so sorry. I can't. Don't hate me, basically. And I just was like, so bummed. And like, of course I was fine. It was like, like I had known him for a while, but like we had only really tried dating like for a little bit. And so it was like, it was, of course it was fine, but I bawled. Like, it's, like, almost funny oh. now, but, like, I really – I was very in my feels. So, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So I, you know, I obviously feeling a little bit better right now because he just texted me back, um, but not because of that. But, like, yeah, I think that's – it's safer to not like somebody as much, and that's not what I want. That is not what I want. But I think that the other thing that's tough is that the last experience that I had with somebody that I liked a lot, it was the oyster. Mm-hmm. He was like, that was that love bombing experience that I've talked about before, where he was like overly, you know, reassuring and communicative about and like over the top about how much he liked me early on. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is just still in my head of like the last time. At, sure. As a barometer of like, but it, that's not that's not the right base level to have because that was like an unhealthy amount of communication right. and you know feelings and whatnot for how much we knew each other, which was not at all. I don't know if it, I don't know what stuck with you from recording with Sean, which the listeners will have heard last week, but something that he said has stuck with me, and I've been thinking, I've been trying to keep it kind of top of mind actually, and I when I edited kind of re-listened to it and returned to it, but he told a story about going to therapy with an ex-girlfriend and how she was saying that she was feeling something because like she was triggered by something he did. And it was creating this feeling in her that really reminded her of a dysfunctional relationship with, in that case, her dad. And the therapist said, just because you're feeling the same doesn't mean the act is the same. Yeah. It was like divorcing the behavior from the feeling. Yes. And like I w- when I was recounting this to a friend, the analogy that I made was that like one partner could give you the number four, but it's like two plus two is four. And then another partner could give you four, but it's three plus one is four, if that makes sense. Where it's like it, no, it you're does. getting you're getting the you're getting four, but like the the method is different. And so yeah. I, I, it's it's not to say that's easy work to be considering that, but like I'm I'm very much having that with the classmate and how like late he likes to book his flights where he just like has this preference for last minute booking. I think he think like it's sort of the opposite stance of like book super far in advance, get a cheap flight. His is like, wait until the last second, get like a cheap flight type thing, whatever. I don't give a shit, but PowerPoint used to not confirm details because then he would bail. That is not what's happening here. And yet like, I am feeling the same anxiety as I felt with PowerPoint. And so I, yep. that is why this has been like top of mind for me. Yeah. I, I, I loved that part of what Sean said as well. And that is exactly something that I need to come back to that, you know, yeah, just because I have the same feeling doesn't mean it's that same thing. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, I've also been having interesting feelings about, posting about him that I haven't had about anybody else that I've posted about. What are those feelings? I, I, I was going to guess, but I, I, I'm going to ask it in a more open-ended way. 
like I'm worried about it. Like I'm worried that he'll see it and not like it, even though he knows about it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. He knows about it in theory. He doesn't he doesn't know the handle. He doesn't know the account. He knows that I have right. a dating podcast. He knows that I blog on Instagram about my dating life and that I do date prep videos and stuff. Um it's funny, he we were talking about the pod on our second date and he asked what the next episode was about. And to your point, the next episode that was airing was the grab bag with Sean. But in my head, the next episode was this one. And I didn't even think about the one with Sean. And I just just didn't even have time to like fucking lie or something. And so I had to tell him that it was about dating multiple people. Yeah, this is wild to me. Literally, when you told me that, I was like, congratulations, you're a bad liar. This is like, this is what you, this is what you work on in law school, right? Only answer the question asked. What is the next podcast? The next podcast airing is different than the next podcast recording and I will answer accordingly. But I didn't even think about that. And I also didn't tell him, I didn't say it was dating multiple people. I said it was about early dating. And then I was like, and it's not inspired by anything, like kind of like cheekily. You freak. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm a fucking weirdo. It's better that he knows that now though. Um, yeah, totally. Get that out in the open. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm I'm super happy. I potentially have another date coming up with um, somebody that a matchmaker has set me up with, my second matchmaker date. Yes. I'm um, excited about this. Yeah. It's a little bit – I haven't He's given cute. a nickname for him yet. He's very cute um, and seems great. It's a little bit up in the air when we're going out. He asked me out for Thursday, the day that you're going to be here. Obviously, I can't do that. So then I asked if he was free Wednesday, but he can't do that. And so then I asked what he's doing over the weekend and he might be going out of town, but he doesn't know yet. I don't know. So he said he would let me Very know. classmate vibes. Have fun. Uh, yeah. So, but then he said, this was on Thursday. It was as I was walking into my date with the rower. He said, I might be going out of town, but I'll know in the next few hours. And then I said, okay, great. I'm just walking into a dinner, but, you know, let me know. And he said, okay. And I haven't talked to him since then. That was on Thursday. Oh, all right. So I actually, like, my matchmaker happened to email me about something, just kind of checking in. And so I wrote back to her and said, like, hey, I heard from him. He's supposed to be getting back to me about when we can go out, just so you know. Yeah, maybe she can give him a nudge. Yeah, and that's what I'm kind of hoping um, because I don't have much time before my mom gets here. So, and I'd like to go out with the rower again before then as well. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm, I'm glad that you're having this experience right now because I think that a lot of the listener questions we got are going to like, we're going to be able to pretty directly map because what you just said sparked something that I saw in our questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one of the reasons, the reason we're doing this episode when we're doing it is because when I posted about the rower and so many people had questions about the three-peat wild how many people were people are still asking um and then i posted a video about you know dating multiple people and what that means for me and you know etc and there was so much not only feedback but also questions and Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm excited to get into this listen up guys if you haven't heard yet we're coming to the dc comedy law for another live podcast thursday March 21st, get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. 
and it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. So let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Should we start Should we start with the weird or not? Just get in. Yeah. So the, the weird or not is also actually inspired by something I saw in the questions. And that is... You see a dating app notification pop up when you're on your third date, weird or not. To me, and this I, is can I can I make a caveat? Sure. Because a bunch of people ask this question and I just I probably I thought about clarifying it on the weird or not slide and decided not to. But I just want to say before you answer that this person is not weirdly on their phone during the date. Like you just happen that. to see this notification. Yes. Um you know, I'm a big fan of if something gets brought up and I don't know the answer, I have to look it up. And so often on dates, like I'll be phones away and then be like, is it cool if we pull our phones out to look this up? Yes. Or like oftentimes I'll start talking about my cats and then they want to see a picture of my cat. So then I'm going to like pull out my phone and show them a picture, stuff like that. Exactly. Okay. So I think especially – so for a third date and assuming they are not like – phone up on the table kind of being rude this is yes. not weird is it a little bit of a oopsie or a like a light cringe maybe however i still think it's gonna lean nah so i'm gonna say 30 weird 70 nah it's even less weird than that great yeah, which is interesting because i think people on this poll have a better attitude about dating multiple people than they do in the question box uh yes and i it's really interesting to me the, and then like, your tiktok comments biases <laughs> yes the self-selection biases that we come across when we ask questions in different places and get input from different groups of people like the people who respond to my stories the people who comment on my tiktok videos the people who like submit to our pod very different groups of people as it relates to different different things but um this split was 21 weird 79 nah wow that's yeah i mean i agree with that i bet it would still give people like a little bit of a pit because yes. i knew it and would a lot, me too and a lot of people who who wrote into the nah said i'm not saying i'd like it but right. it's not, I'm not weird over i'm not like oh thank god actually i have uh, we're going to talk about this, how my friends make fun of me because I often push the men I'm dating. I'm like, are you dating multiple people? Like, I really hope you are. <laughs> They're like, Rourke, who have you pushed oh away this week? <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. So most people said, cause I, there are very few scenarios where I would see a dating app notification on a guy's phone while on a date and be happy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I also am not mad and I don't think it's Same. weird if we haven't okay. had an exclusivity conversation. I, I, I accidentally sort of ended up breaking up with someone for this reason. Like the, let me back up. <laughs> This is not a third date, but it is like a funny, it's not that funny for him probably, but it was a story. Um, So I've mentioned before how I took a guy that I had been casually seeing as my plus one to my best friend's wedding that my mom was at. Yeah. Like right before um, the pandemic. And we'd been dating for like, I think I met him in October and this was New Year's, but it was... We we were going on dates and stuff, but it was like I, I was wasn't really interested in him being my boyfriend. We hadn't had that discussion at all. We were like, you know, it was pretty casual. I, I thought um, I took him to this wedding. The next time I saw him after that, it, we were like lounging around. He had stayed over. We were lounging around. We were doing the New York Times crossword puzzle on my phone, which we did together all the time. And a Bumble notification popped up on my phone while we were doing the crossword puzzle. And I like jerked to to swipe it away, but we never spoke again. Whoa. Yeah. So is that like technically, a? did he like then ghost you, I guess? I mean, not really, because I didn't reach out to him either. Oh, how wild. He's like left my apartment and we never spoke again. And he tells people that he broke up with me. Uh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. He, I, I should have a name for him. I don't right now. He, I met him, I met him in person. I met him at a friend's birthday party. And so we have mutual friends and that guy's birthday party that I met him at. I'm, I talk to him a lot. I see him a lot. And I, the last time I saw him, he was like, yeah, he, uh, he told like our group that, that he like, I forget the word. It was like, kind of like a sort of uncouth way of saying it. Like. Oh yeah, like I broke up with that chick. Like a very like dismissive. Yeah, it was like a gross way of saying it. And my friend was like, No, you didn't. Yeah, no, you did not, sir. That is a lie. And like the the funniest part was that my friend actually didn't know the story. He just knew for damn sure that that's not what had happened. That's so funny. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's some revisionist history. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying I broke up with him. Like we didn't we weren't doing a thing enough to be broken up with, but he certainly didn't break up with me. Yeah. I mean, I will say, so something that I've done that I think it sounds like may have been wise on his part, where, for example, with the wedding invite, I have, people have invited me, men have invited me to things and I've said to them, yeah, I would love to come to that. Here's what it will mean to me to do that thing. Yeah. And if it doesn't mean that to you, let's take the invite back. Right. Because I actually expressed to him what it meant to me, or should I say, what it did not mean to me when okay, I then invited him. Willfully blind then on his part. Like I because especially because my mom was gonna be there. Like I said to him, I was like, listen, like I know we haven't been talking for that long, you know. I, I forget exactly what I said, but I was like, my mom's going to be there, but like, that's really incidental. I really just like want a New Year's kiss at this wedding. It was a New Year's wedding. There you go. Right. I, like, I, I just, yes. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so you know, he went and eyes wide open. But all that to say, yes, people thought that this was not weird. Um, there were a lot of people that I think it would have been even less weird if I had made it clear that the person is not rudely on their phone. Mm. And it was already skewed heavily, nah. So, wow. Yeah, because a, a lot of people that said it was weird said, like, why are they looking at their phone? Why is their phone out? Like, why is their phone visible? Those types of things. A shocking number of people said that they should turn off their notifications during the date. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with doing it. I don't know that it's an expectation I have. Same. It's definitely not an expectation, but I think it is a smart thing to do. It is, yes. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb during dates, which so it doesn't just silence those. Um, It silences everything. Right. But it would still show, like if, like on my lock screen, it would still be there if I were to like pull up my lock screen. On Do Not Disturb? Mine doesn't. Doesn't show on your lock screen? Mm -mm. Oh, I think it's a setting that I have because I still want to be able to see it on my lock screen. I just don't want it to make Like I have Do Not Disturb on right now and you can't see anything. But then when I pull down, it'll tell me all the things that like occur- like it'll tell me all the things that occurred while I was in Do Not Disturb I think, if I ask for that. I think you can I think that's a specific setting. Gotcha. I like to be able to see it on my lock screen. Like I don't want it to I don't want it to disturb me, but I like it to be on the screen. Yeah. If I like tap it or whatever. Anyway, we've gone down this do not disturb rabbit hole now. Um but yeah, probably best practice. Turn off your dating app notifications when you're on a date. Yeah. Or honestly, that's that might be a lot to on and on. I, I almost like do not disturb better because then you're yeah. not doing like weddings. That that seems exhausting to me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Anyways, but so with that, let's get into our topic talk, which is dating multiple people early on. Yeah, I was looking through the questions. A lot of people just sort of like asked this very simple, almost umbrella question of like how do you do this? And there was a lot of, there were sort of different types of sentiment where some was, this feels shady or frowned upon. And then the other side was, I can't emotionally handle this. And Mm. so there's just kind of overall question of like, how? (laughs) And I, I, I don't know that it, I don't know that it's helpful to sort of tackle it on such a large level. It probably makes sense to drill down. But yeah, yeah. do you have any like initial reactions to sort of the overall feeling people have? I think my first reaction is that for me, it, it feels like there's a difference in base level assumptions for some people versus others. Mm-hmm. Because for me, especially if you're on dating apps, my base level assumption is that we are dating other people or at least open to it or able to do so until stated yeah. otherwise. Yeah. So like we'll get into how to do it and how to manage your emotions and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But like that base level assumption, I think is an important one to start with that at least for me, I assume that we are all dating other people until stated otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I do think or that it's we're able almost- to, that we're able to. Right, right. And I and so I do think it it does almost come down to that mindset shift of early dating. Right. Where it's like, is early dating, you know, is early dating for you that you, you know, focus on one person at a time and kind of let that one person play out until it fizzles or turns into something until you move on to the next person? I think that's much more rare, especially if you're on dating apps, just because 
you're able to meet more people simultaneously on a dating app versus if you're only meeting people in person, the chances that you're meeting multiple people at the same time are much lower. Yeah. Agreed. So, you know, I think that base level assumption kind of ties into a question that a lot of people ask, which is, do you have to actively tell the other person that you're dating people, other people, or is that just like common knowledge that should be assumed? I mean, I'm a fan of the assumption that until we explicitly agree otherwise, or until we talk about it, then I'm assuming we are seeing multiple people. What do you think? I totally agree with you. I totally agree. It's funny, though, that we're having this conversation right now because I, for the very first time, had an explicit conversation about this with the rower on our second date. What did, what did, who brought it up? I, I did, sort of. But then, so basically, I asked him. So he recently moved back to the city. He'd been out of the city for a little while. He just moved back. And so, like, very recently. And so I asked him a question of like the what is the ideal outcome of dating for you question, which we talked about mm. a little bit on our first date, but I, I wanted like a little more specificity. Mm-hmm. And so I, I essentially asked him that. And he said that basically my answer, that the ideal, my ideal outcome is a relationship. I'm ready for a relationship. At the same time, I'm not trying to rush into one, mm-hmm. like with just anybody. And he then said, and then he like kind of laughed. I think he felt awkward. I don't think he's ever like directly addressed this head on either. But then he said, he said, I'm, you know, I'm not dating anybody else right now, but like, I, I could be like, you know, it it was a very funny conversation because I don't think either of us really knew how to navigate talking about it directly, but we basically ended up discussing the fact that we were both in theory, seeing other people, maybe yeah. not in practice lo- at this exact moment. It ties into the conversation we had about, are you seeing somebody else currently <laughs> versus yes. moving forward? <laughs> yes, because we both had said, because at the time, on our, on our as of our second date, I was no longer seeing the three-peat and I had not yet gone out with, and I, had, I don't even have a date scheduled with the matchmaker guy. So like, technically, I... He's the only person I'm actively going on dates with, but obviously that's not about to be true. Mm-hmm. We kind of had that conversation, but then I I said to him, that being said, I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't see this turning into something. Like if yeah. I didn't think, I don't think I said, I don't think I said see this turning into something. I said, I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't think this could turn into something. And like, that would be awesome. Love that. And, and I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. So like we both basically said like, yeah, we're looking for a relationship. We wouldn't be on the second date right now if we didn't think that it had potential to be that thing. Right. But we're also not deciding that in this moment because it's our second date. Yeah. All entirely appropriate. Yeah. Lovely. So, but all, all that to say, all that being said, I, I still, I don't think you have to have that conversation. I don't think, I think it is assumed until said otherwise. Agreed. As we often talk about, you can't control what other people ask you. You can only be prepared to respond, right? And so what if the question is not whether or not I bring it up organically? What if the other person asks me directly, are you seeing other people? Yeah, you can't control that. So even if you think it should be assumed that, you know, until we have an exclusivity conversation that we are open to seeing other people, even if you think that, yeah, you can't control it. 
I I so think is that, that the Friday Mr. Hyde script? Assume, assume that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says, "Are you seeing other people right now?" And I'm like, "Well, you should assume that I am." Yeah, yeah I'm I'm, I'm out on these on these apps, baby. <laughs> Come at me. Yeah, please don't please don't say that. Um, I think now I have a framework for it actually because I think I'll use, I would use very similar terminology as I did when I talked to the rower about it, which is so first of all are you or are you not at that current moment, right? So like either the answer is yes, like I am, you know, going on other dates. That being said, I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't see this turning into something or like if I didn't think that this had potential to turn into something. Yeah. I think being honest, but then affirming the the interaction you're having is really important. Yes, exactly. So if you are seeing, if you are actively going on dates with, you know, specific other people at that time, then I think you can say, yes, I, you know, I have been on other dates. I am going on other dates. That being said, I'm really having a great time with you and I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't think this had potential to turn into something. And then if you're, I think it gets a little trickier if you're not actively seeing anyone else, but you want to reserve the right to do so. Mm, Yeah. Because then you honestly you could say that script that exact script even if like there isn't a specific other person like I think it kind of still applies even if it's like not the most true Mm -hmm. but if you want to like go by the letter of the law you could say like you know I'm not currently going out going on dates with anybody else but I am open to it right now and then add the second part that being said I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't think that this had the potential to turn into something yes yeah, I like the. So, I'm open to seeing other people currently. Da da da. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you know, I think ideally that's something that they understand, and then you just kind of like go from there. You know, maybe that maybe that segues itself into a different conversation because they were really asking because they don't want you to be, and hopefully they're mm-hmm. able to express that if that's the case. What's interesting is that we. I I have not explicitly noticed in the past, especially when we do, because I think that obviously you see when you do ask me anything, you see these questions a lot more than I do. But when I see them in the context of the grab bags, I haven't noticed before specifically like men saying as a man, I have this question. And so there was a there were a few in this one where they said, as a man, I feel like it comes across as I'm a player. Whereas like, what do you think of that sort of like gender bias of if men are, if men respond honestly and say, yeah, I am seeing other people, but I really like what we're building here. Do you think there is that kind of negative bias? I mean, I think it goes both ways in the sense that I think that for men, a player is not necessarily a bad thing, like in the viewpoint of other men, like that could be seen as like, Oh yeah, he's, you know, getting a bunch of girls. Mm -hmm. But like for women, it's like, Oh yeah, she's easy. Or she's like, you know, she gets around or whatever. But like, so I think that there's gender bias like that. Mm -hmm. But I also think that if you express it in the right way, like the rower essentially told me that he was open to going on other dates, even though he isn't currently, while still affirming that he likes me and it wants to build towards a relationship. Mm -hmm. If you frame it in that way, then I think if they perceive it differently, then that's their own shit. Yeah, that's fair. I think I was thinking of it as I, 
I do think that if if I was a man, I would be concerned that the knee-jerk reaction to it would be, oh, just another fuckboy who's trying to keep his options open or trying to, you know, keep me on a back burner or like something like that, which to your point, if if the person has communicated it well, is that person's own negative experiences or biases or whatever. So I guess then just communicate it properly and hopefully it'll be received properly. Yeah. And I think don't be afraid if if you are the receiver of this information and you feel like it's not being communicated well, don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm, that's a good you know, point like too. let's say that, let's say that they don't do the affirming part. Let's say that the person you're having this conversation with just says, yes, I, I am going on dates with other people. You are well within your right to say like, that's, you know, that's fine. That's, you know, that's great. Me too. But like, I, I do just want to make sure that we're on the same page about what the ideal outcome is here. Yes. And, you know, I, and you could even say, basically, this is what I did, actually. Because I said to him, I totally agree with you. That being said, I wouldn't be here if I didn't see this as having potential. And then he wholeheartedly agreed with me. Mm -hmm. And then that was like a good way of affirming that we were on the same page. Yeah. Um, And, but yeah, but you know, be, I think, I think the other thing here is that I think people often think that being honest has to mean giving all the information and it does not. Correct. Like, I don't, I don't need to say, yes, I am going on other dates. I had a first date last night and next week I have a second date and uh, I'm hoping to schedule another one with it. Like, that's not necessary information. No, no, that's not useful, productive. It doesn't advance your connection. Right. And I actually, I didn't see this question in the in the box that, that we did for this episode, but I got the comments a lot on my video, which was people asking how they explain what they're doing on a night they're not free if they're going on a date. And I don't think you need to give details about why you're not free. Same. I just say I have plans. Exactly. They're like, do I say I'm with a friend? Do I say, no, you just say you're busy. Yeah. Like they're not entitled to know your schedule, like your entire itinerary. We did get a version of that where it was like on a date and the person asks you, what did you do this past weekend? And you had a date. Right. But that you do exactly what I did with the rower, where I yes. told him what I did. I just didn't tell him it was a date. Agreed. I said, I yes. went to this board game bar. I went to this craft beer bar and played board games. It was super fun. Yes. He can assume I was there with friends. I didn't say yes. one way or another. He can fill in whatever blanks he likes. In fact, he definitely did assume I was there with friends, or he probably wouldn't have suggested it for our first date. Agreed. But I didn't say that. The way that I was thinking about people's questions is there are sort of two pieces, almost the mechanics and logistics of actually dating multiple people and then sort of the emotional management of doing so. And so, yeah. yeah, So like starting with the actual logistics of it, is there such thing as too many? Definitely. I I think so. Um, (laughs) Also like how do you have the time? Well, that's what I think the definition, the definition of too many, I think is completely dependent on you and how much time and and energy you have for dating. So like if you're somebody who, you know, has four nights a week free to go on dates and unlimited energy to do so as well, then maybe you could date four people at once. But I don't have that kind of time. Me either. So I cannot date that many people at once or our dates would be three weeks apart. Yeah, that would. And so. Yeah, that. And then you're sabotaging work. all of them, frankly. 
Exactly. Exactly. So what I kind of do is if I, let's say I have two people that I'm, you know, regularly scheduling dates with and I like both of them and want to, you know, kind of continue that, I will just ramp down a little bit how often I am swiping and starting conversations on dating apps because I know that I don't really want to get on another first date tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then this is the one that I think like really applies to the situation you're in right now. How do you prioritize which person to solidify plans with when you like also have a life? And so right now you are trying to balance like work, volleyball, my visit, your mom coming to town, as well as the fact that like, you know, you want to get a date with the rower, but then you also have this matchmaker guy. So like if the matchmaker guy gets to you first, like how do you navigate that? Yeah. So the first thing I do is I map out, okay, which nights are my date nights in the upcoming like week and a half? So like in the next week, I have this upcoming Wednesday that I'm free. I have the weekend, although maybe I'll go out with you, but I could go to drinks on a Friday beforehand, whatever. So I have certain nights, right? So I map out like, okay, these are the nights that I have available. It sort of operates in in a first come first serve manner in the sense that like, I offered up Wednesday for the matchmaker guy. I need to get a nickname for him. I I don't know what it is though. I offered up Wednesday. He's not free, but I did, even though like yeah. in theory, the you know, the rower could have asked me for Wednesday, whatever. But I kind of just do first come, first serve in that sense because I don't want to prioritize I don't want to hold a night for one person in the hopes that they will ask me about it. If I'm going to hold a night for somebody, I'm going to ask them about it. Like last Thursday with the rower. Yes. So I think like I operate on a first come first serve basis unless I really want to see someone on a particular night and then I will ask them. And then you'll just ask for it yourself. Yeah. That's, I think that's a great policy. Yeah. And I think you can frame it the way I did with the rower to say like, Hey, I have a really busy week coming up, but I do want to see you. Are you free on Thursday? Yeah, totally. And then Done. look at you. You got your date. Got my date. People get what they want when they ask for it. Or you yes. don't, and then you move and, on. <laughs> or you don't, and you move on. Yeah. But, you know, I think another really important aspect of this that we got a lot of questions about is the boundaries that you set when you're dating multiple people. And, yeah. you know, all, all different kinds of boundaries, but especially physical boundaries, I think people are super curious about. And it's so personal, but like how, what are your thoughts initially on that? Yeah, I think this is, this is up to both, this is up to your individual risk tolerance. And that said, you are also involving another person's risk tolerance. And so this is where I think you would need to be affirmatively honest if you are going to be physically intimate with multiple people. That is, to me, beyond kissing. Yes. That's my stance. And so, like, I think that shows the other person respect about their bodily integrity and health. For me, like, uh, the this kind of dovetails with our discussion about what does it mean to be exclusive as well, right? Because I know that I talked about a conversation that I had with Trivia where I said to him, like, I only am physical with one person at a time. However, feel free to date other people. We're both able to do that. And I actually, this is, this conversation with him is the one I was referencing among, uh, this also happened with my chef, um, where 
I said to him, like, so trivia, I don't know if this ever came up, that trivia, the relationship before me, they were engaged. And Oh, no, um, you, never said, you never said that. I don't even think I yeah, knew that. They, uh, yeah, they actually um, were still cohabitating. What? I didn't know that either. Like, so they actually weren't by the time I met him. She is a oh. Canadian citizen and so like had gone back to Canada, but all her stuff was still there. And so it was oh. it was wild. Anyway. I didn't know that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um so like I said to him, like, I hope, like, please feel free to date around. Like, I would really hate for you to kind of jump into something and then kind of wish you had used Bumble a little bit more. <laughs> and Yeah, like, oh, right, because you were his very first Bumble date. Exactly. My friends, like, were teasing me about encouraged, like, they're like, you know, keep another man at arm's length or a way to go. <laughs> That's, like, what I said to I was like, but if it grows to the point of, like, you wanting to be physical with somebody else, then we have to like de-escalate, we have to like take, the like we have to de-escalate that part of our relationship and like kind of yeah. reevaluate where we're at. Right. Like, and I met the classmate while I was dating trivia. Like that was yeah. a dating multiple people situation. And I had to, t- and we'll get to this in the end where it's like, once you've chosen one, what do you say? I initiated that conversation and yeah, that's how it went. And I, I I've always been healthy. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, Personally, I and I've I've talked about this before too. Like I have a very hard time once I am physical with somebody, like once I have sex with somebody, basically, like I have a really hard time if I actually like them, thinking about other people or dating other people. Mm-hmm. And so I try to, it doesn't have always work, but I try to not go there until I want to be exclusive with them in the fuller sense of the word, just because from yeah. my own, I just know that I'm going to go there mentally no matter what. Yeah. And so usually what I will say to somebody is, you know, I prefer to keep sex as part of an exclusive relationship and I don't think we're there yet, though I would love to be in the future. That's great. Much cleaner so that than it's mine. clear. <laughs> Well, and yours works for you though. But like, I, I I like to say it the way that I do because I don't want it to seem like I am fishing for exclusivity. Like that I am that's using smart. that as a bargaining chip. Yep, that's such so a good point. Then yeah. So I emphatically say, and I don't think we're there yet. So I'm not like, well, I don't like to sleep with someone until we're exclusive. Dot dot dot. Like that's not that is not what I'm doing. If I want to be exclusive with somebody, I'll say that. Yeah, I have I have a friend who does the dot dot dot, and she consistently gets ghosted after. Yeah. So because if you're if you're using recommend. that, no, if you're using that as a bargaining chip, then the person who is going to acquiesce to it for that reason is not the person who is looking to invest in a long term relationship with you. No. Um, but that's another probably a whole other episode. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> quick logistics one: What do you do if you run into? the other person you're dating while on a date with another person. That's never happened to me. Um, which is sort of shocking. It did happen to me and I actually just shared it last week on the updates. When oh, we were shit, talking that's about right. Where I saw this guy twice subsequently. <laughs> but I wait, I thought you weren't dating him anymore when you saw him. That is true. I actually I was not. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because I think so that different. this is like if you see the person you're currently dating on another date. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just think we have to answer in terms of sort of common courtesy, right? Like, 
you say hi and then I think and then I think you sort of have to be honest to the person you're with and then I think you are like and then I think you do some damage recovery like over text after with the person you ran into that's what that's that's what I would do so I don't think you have to say hi (gasps) don't avoid it you can ignore well if you're not you could see you could acknowledge each other without going over there to say hi or like oh no no I don't mean like interrupt their dinner like I I think if you make if you acknowledge each other I think you cannot hide I think you need to like do something oh I that was me like waving going over there to say hi no it it, I mean it depends on obviously the physical like the layout of the space you're in but like in theory if you could just like give each other like a wave across like you know just like give each other like a head nod a a bop yeah i think i think if the person you're with if the guy or person the your current date if your current date does not ask i don't think you need to offer it up that's fair i don't think there's any world where i wouldn't ask if the person i'm with acknowledges if the person i'm with acknowledges somebody else i'll go like oh who's that yeah of course that's yeah, that's fair. I probably would say, oh, we've been on a couple dates. That's a good answer. It's vague, it's vague but honest. Yes, I like that. It doesn't, doesn't really indicate if we're still going on dates, if we're going to go on another one in the future. Exactly. You could say a couple, a few. A few is, is very subjective. I, I like a couple. That's safe. <laughs> but like a couple, a couple, if you've been on like five dates, I don't think you can say a couple. Yeah, true. You should probably say a few. A few is much more yeah. subjective than a couple. Um, but yeah, but then I would just leave it. Like, say the what over explaining is going to be the death of you in this scenario. Absolutely. Say, I've been on some dates with them. Move on. Yeah. Let's look at the cocktail menu. <laughs> Bring right, me a shot. Exactly. <laughs> like, because I think the other person is going to decide how big of a deal it is based on how you're reacting. So if yes. you react like you've been caught doing something wrong, which you haven't been, because I, the the premise of this question is that you're not exclusive with either person, right? So like, correct. If you act like you've been caught doing something wrong or embarrassing, then the other person is going to now think that you've done something wrong or embarrassing. Exactly. So awkward is yeah. a perception, not a reality. So don't make it the yes. reality. Exactly. And, and then yes, I do think you. You want to do like a ha ha, like that was funny. Reach out to the other person. Yeah. Also, don't assume that the other person was on a date and they don't know that you were either. Very true. I, I, I had not even scripted that the other person, like if you're both on dates, that's also, that's wild. But in my head, I just assumed they were there with friends, whatever, you know, who the hell knows. But oh yeah. So it happened to me once I was at drinks with my cousin and my cousin from my mom's side of the family. So who is like very white, looks nothing like me. We were at drinks and unbeknownst to him, a woman that he'd been on like five or six dates with, but had not yet defined the relationship saw us and assumed that we were on a date. Didn't come over, didn't say hi. He didn't know that she had seen and texted him basically being like, what the fuck? Like, I saw you on a date. I thought, like, I didn't think we were seeing other people. Yikes. Et cetera, et cetera. And it turned, it ended up being fine. Like, they ended up, like, then having a conversation about it. But, like, he had to send her, like, a family photo. Like, he sent her oh, a photo wow. of his kids. Because, like, I do not look like his cousin. Right. 
Like there's no world in which I would have thought we were related had I seen us together. I also would have thought he was on a date had I been in her shoes. Yes. Um, but yeah. So How would he, like, you have handled it, it if you were her? I don't think I I don't think I would have said anything. I think I feel the same. I don't think I would have sent that text. No, I don't think so either. I think the move in that scenario. So like, let's say that you see someone that you're dating out with somebody else. You interpret it as a date. You have, obviously she was upset. She doesn't want him to be on dates with other people. That is your indication that you should define the relationship or tell the other person that you want to define the relationship. Yes. Yes. I would check in with what that meant about my feelings and then act that out the next time I was with them. Yes, exactly. And you can, I, honestly, if you're with them the next time, I think it's okay to, you could bring it up. You could say, like, I saw you out with a woman. I don't know if it was a date or not, but like, I realized that I did not want it to be a date because I don't want us to see other people. And I'm curious how you were feeling about it. Like, you could say, you could be honest and say that that spurred something for you. Yeah. 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 No, that's totally true. All right. Should we go on to the mental aspect? Yes. This, as we've already discussed in the update section, this can be a mind fuck. Yeah, totally. Um, so, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I think like so many people talked about just the propensity to get hurt when you're when you're in early dating and how some people see dating multiple people, and I'm one of these people, some people see dating multiple people as a way to help yourself not attach and therefore like yeah. not get hurt too soon whereas other people see it as a way to get hurt even worse. Yeah. I think that became very clear in the questions where yeah. some were saying can I do this so that I can kind of disperse the eggs in my basket and kind of manage my emotional investment in one person and then other people were saying like I can't imagine doing this. I become I'm so invested in one, I can't imagine being invested in multiple and then getting hurt. Right. Or people were like, well, then I can get hurt by multiple people. Like that's even worse. Whereas like for me, and I think it's, I think it's important to note that I don't date multiple people to avoid attachment, to like avoid getting hurt, to make it so I don't care about anybody. That's not why I'm doing it. One, I'm doing it because it's just more efficient. I mean, it's true, right? Like if you're, if I have to- I know, I know. I'm I'm chuckling. I'm sorry. It's going to take a lot longer if I have to date one person at a time. But like two is that dating multiple people enables me to check myself a little bit in terms of my level of investment in somebody that I don't really know that well. Mm -hmm. So that I can say, you've only met this man twice. He is still a near stranger to you. You are you should not be that invested. You barely know him. And like a way of helping me do that is by continuing to meet other people. To remind myself yeah. that we are not in an exclusive relationship and I don't know him that well. And I mean, we've seen that play out a couple of times for you since recording. Like I think that yeah. that happened with the accountant and the Aussie. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. And it's tough because somebody else asked, like, how do you not close your mind off to somebody when you hit it off with one person? I'm struggling with that currently, where I really like the rower. I have this matchmaking guy who's on the horizon, and I'm not that, not that I'm not excited about going out with him, but I am not nearly as motivated to go out with him as I would be if I did not have the rower going on. 
Yeah, exactly. Like I, that, this, this to me is the crux of like the toughest part where I almost like my tolerance for dating multiple people in the past has ebbed and flowed based on my interest in the one where I probably went on my first, oh, I mean, it, it's tough because I was studying for the bar. So I like really wasn't, so I was off the apps basically until I came back and met the classmate. But um, yeah. while I was, I was really only dating trivia just kind of by coincidence for a little bit. And then once I kind of opened myself back up, I met the classmate, but like when, but then like the cyclist, for example, I knew that I wanted to like see that through and not open it up to other people, even though we had, even before we had had the exclusive conversation, I just knew like that was what was right for me and it didn't require yeah. conversation. He could see other people if he wanted, but, um, and so, yeah, it, like it, my tolerance, like my therapist often talks about like a window of tolerance and how different emotions mm -hmm. have different like windows of tolerance until you kind of like crack through. And yeah. like, so my window of tolerance for dating multiple people is really different based on how interested I am. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think I, I, if I really think about it, like when people, when I'd been on five dates with the three Pete and then was like posting about the rower, I don't think I'm going to feel this way if I get to five dates with the rower. I agree with you. That's not going to happen until like a long time from now though, because I'm going home for a month. Yes. Are you going to do like FaceTime dates and stuff? Have you thought about that at all? I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask him to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, do you feel kind of beholden to the idea of dating multiple people or like, would you be okay with just saying like, you know what, I'm going to see the rower through and it might turn out and it might not. I think I, so I'm in a little bit of a weird spot because one, I'm about to leave. So I like, don't, it doesn't really make sense to meet anybody new right now, but like on the exact opposite side of things two. I've paid for a matchmaker to set me up with people. Yeah. And so, and it's not cheap. So I certainly don't want to just lay that to the side. So I am going to continue to see that through, although I'm pausing it for the month that I'm home um, because you're able to pause your contract for a month. So, but if that, if that weren't happening, I probably would just be focusing on the row right now, really because I'm about to go home. Yeah, no, that's fair. A lot of it is logistical. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I just said about the bar. So totally get it. Yeah. I think this is a good example of just sort of listening to your emotions. Somebody wrote in and asked, I'm feeling like I'm cheating on the guy I've been seeing for two months. Should I tell him I'm seeing multiple people? If you feel like you're cheating, I think that means your investment in this person actually probably requires a conversation of exclusivity or a relationship. Yes. Because that means I, I assume that you're not actually cheating because it, it sounds like they have not had that conversation or the question wouldn't be phrased this way. But if you feel that way, that probably means that you don't want either of you to be seeing other people. And so you should talk about that. Yeah, agreed. And I don't think you need to, I don't, I, should I tell him? Not necessarily. Like, you don't need to say, I'm seeing this other person and I feel like I'm cheating on you. I would not frame it that way. No. I, I guess if – and if we're reading your feelings wrong, if you want to keep seeing multiple people but just 
not do it in the dark or resting on the assumption, then yeah, sure. Did you know go with kind of the framework that Allie gave the listeners in the beginning? Go for that. Um, but this to me sounds like you're interested in a commitment with this person. Yeah, that's true. We read into that, but I now that I'm reading it again, I think it's like 50-50 about whether this person meant that. Yeah. So they they very well could have meant that they think that the guy would see it that way, even though they want to continue to see other people. Yeah. Kind of like the guy I took to the wedding. I'm pretty sure that he, I don't think he thought we were seeing other people, even though we'd never talked about it. Clearly not. Yeah. So he broke up with me, you know. Yeah, obviously, as one does. As one does. Um, and then, so, we, we, you know, kind of, like, work through this minefield of the logistics and managing your emotions and all of this stuff. But how, how do you pick, eventually, if what you're looking for is a committed monogamous relationship? I have never been in a situation where it's unclear. You know, I've never been in like a bachelor bachelorette situation where you're saying you're in love with the final two. You know, like that just like isn't what's happened for me. Um, you know, like I've been on 11 dates with trivia and I like and I instantly knew with the classmate where I was like, "Oh, it, even if the classmate and I like don't become boyfriend girlfriend or like don't whatever, like I need to get rid of trivia." <laughs> like I knew that. I like that you know exactly how many dates you've been on despite making fun of other people for counting dates. 11. It's no, no, no. It is because I was trying to pinpoint with my therapist, like what was missing. And she was like, well, how long has it been? Like, da, da, da. And I was like, and so we sort of backtracked it because I was talking about how like I knew nothing about him and it had been this amount of time. And she was like, yeah, Got something's it. fucking weird. <laughs> Got it. Um, I have been in this scenario, not where I thought I was in love with multiple people, but where I was at a point where I needed to pick someone. Dang. And both people ended up breaking my heart. So there's oh, no. That. Breaking my heart. So wait, did you date them both? What happened? I picked one and then he ghosted me. I picked, so it was, it was after the chef broke up with me the first time. Mm-hmm. I started seeing another guy from Bumble who I called the divorce dude. And then the chef like came back and I wasn't exclusive with the divorce dude. So I was dating both the chef and the divorce dude. I picked the divorce dude and then he ghosted me. And the chef then came back again. I did not reach out to him. The chef like came back right. again and, and I took him back and started dating him again. And then he broke up with me while visiting his ex-girlfriend in Mexico. Right. Unreal. This is like a long time ago, just to be clear. (laughs) Yeah. But so how did you – and that's even a little – I mean, obviously every situation is unique, but that's unique too, right? Because probably part of the reason that you picked Divorced Dude is because of the past experience with the chef, no? Yeah, I thought he was safer. Yeah. I was wrong. (laughs) So just pick is what we're saying. Flip a coin. (laughs) I mean, I think that I think that I really, in hindsight, I should have picked the chef. I mean, I should have picked neither of them. But if I was like going to pick one of them, like I liked the chef more. I should have just mm. seen that through 
rather than kind of lean on this other thing that I just thought was safer and easier. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like spend some time with yourself. And honestly, if it's useful, like I know, I know I've shared the story about finding a pro con list about me, like make a pro con list, like don't let them see it, but like, you know, let them see it. Yeah. (laughs) Do what you need to do to kind of process that stuff. Yeah. Um, It's yeah. I, I also think, think about how you feel when you're with each of them as well. Versus just how you feel about them, like how you personally feel. Yeah. And yeah, just go with something. And if you pick the wrong person and it doesn't work out, like you can always try to reach out to the other person. Never say never. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so to that end, like once you've picked, I I mean, I, I almost have like a version of a text script for this because I've, it's, I've definitely, it's happened to me enough times where I, I could probably look at what I said to trivia where I said, like, I respond to what they said and then say, wanted to be upfront. I actually have decided to become serious with someone. And so, like, it was great getting to know you. Best of luck out there. Da da da. And they, they always respond. And like, trivia responded great. He was like, that's amazing. Um, like, yeah. Be in touch if you like, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I've never had a bad reaction to that. Yeah. And I do recommend being honest that you are not, that you are ending things because you're entering into a relationship with somebody else because God forbid they find out and then, you know, feel like you weren't honest with them. Yeah. And also not only that, like don't lead them on. Don't leave the door open. Yeah. No, no, no. Definitely not. Yeah. Well, yeah, it turns out we had a lot to say about this. Yeah, we really went on. It's good, though. It's okay. The Sean episode is going to break the time record, so this I don't feel oh, bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was a marathon. It was great, but it was a marathon. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. So, you know, as always, if you guys have follow-up questions or, you know, if anybody has stuff they want us to talk more about with this, let us know. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you are a member of our search party on the Patreon – you can ask us more specific questions and we are guaranteed to answer them for you. So head on over to our Patreon and you can do that. Yes, please do. Alrighty. Well, have a great night as always. See you in a couple days. You too. Yay. See you then. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.